Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of Be Don't Your Brain. Um, <clears throat> so, I would like to first apologize for not posting in a while. Um, the last time I posted was the beginning of April, and uh, life just got ahead of me. Um, I was planning on posting more throughout April and May, but I graduated, I started two new jobs, and I um, <clears throat> am in two shows at the moment. So, Life got incredibly busy for me, so I would like to apologize for that. Secondly, I would like to thank you for making it this far, listening to my voice and listening to this podcast. Uh, podcast. I cannot express enough appreciation for the listeners that have listened to me so far, so I thank you. And third and lastly, I am announcing that I am starting a Patreon for this podcast. Um, there will be three levels for this Patreon. The first level is called the Crawler Level. And um, that level is essentially, uh, you will get a bonus episode the first Sunday of every month. And that episode is called, What Would You Do in a Zombie Apocalypse? And I will bring back past guests of the podcast, and I will talk about what they would do in a zombie apocalypse. It'll just be more relaxed, more fun, um, and that tier will be $3 a month. The second tier is called the Walker Level where it's basically the comic book level where um, the second Sunday of every month I will post a bonus episode of me and Josh Demi talking about the Walking Dead comics and then once we're finished with those um, we'll talk about other zombie comics that are out and then the third Sunday of every month I will post a bonus episode about me and Skylar Lee's talking about the Marvel Zombies comics so that should be a lot of fun and the Walker level costs $7 per month. And if you join the Walker level, you also get everything in the Crawler level as well. And then for the final level, it's called the Runner level. And that will be $10 per month. And I will post a bonus episode on the last Sunday of every month. And this one is going to be a lot of fun and a lot of work for me, which is why it's $10. Um, so I will be starting a zombie audio drama. And, uh, we will see how it goes. I'm really excited for it. And, um, I hope, I hope that you will enjoy it as much as I will enjoy making it for you. I figured I'm an actor, I'm a voice actor, and I know a lot of actors that can, um, potentially help me with this. So, um, yeah, so the last Sunday of every month, if you join the runner tier, you will get an audio drama every month, an episode of an audio drama every month. And yeah. That should be it. And you'll also get the previous tiers. So, yeah, very exciting. Very, very exciting. That will happen starting in July, the first Sunday in July. And if I didn't already say that. All right. Well, I'm done rambling. Um, and thank you for listening to this episode and many more to come. And hopefully you will continue to listen. Um, this is the final episode of season two. And I will post the first episode of season three this upcoming Friday, and Season 3 will consist of The Walking Dead Season 3, as well as the four Wreck movies. So, thank you guys for listening, and enjoy this episode. Some rise by sin, and some by virtue fall. William Shakespeare Army of the Dead
everyone, and welcome back to Feed Don't Eat Your Brain. I'm Zachary Ballard, and with me today is my brother-in-law, John Pipes. John um, is my brother-in-law, like I said before, uh, on my wife's side. Uh, John, are you, so how familiar are you with, um, I guess, zombie media? I know you love movies. Um, I guess, how familiar are you with just zombie media? Well, um, I, I enjoy watching it. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a huge aficionado. Um, I started the walking dead i got through the first season and loved it and just couldn't get through the second season um it was just too slow not mm. not enough going on but uh and i'm not a huge like super gory zombie fan um but like i really enjoyed world uh -huh. war z um even though it's quite gory i really did enjoy army of the dead um i am legend i like unique yeah. zombie stories because there are so many zombie movies and and other stuff out there that they all kind of sometimes start to follow a, a very cookie cutter pat cookie cutter pattern of the the story and so i really enjoy when a movie takes it in a, a different direction and keeps it interesting yeah yeah and i thought i thought army of the dead did that really well um, oh yeah, I I love the idea of intelligent zombies. Um, oh yeah, I think it's really cool. Like how it, it sort of it sort of begs the question: like, is it okay to kill intelligent zombies when they have like sentience? But they're I don't know. What what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, yeah, I think that's why so many people enjoy watching your typical zombie movie because in what people don't really consider them as human anymore they're not alive they're they're something else they've been taken over by something else and so people can kind of you know turn off their moral brain as far as you know the mass killing of these people that used to be human but they're not and they just kind of lumber around mm -hmm. they're brainless they don't really think for themselves or anything and so then to have a movie where they not only show um, sentience and intelligence, but sort of hyper intelligence and strategy and, and yeah. where in Las Vegas, they've built this community and this whole hierarchy. Yeah. It's, it definitely makes things a lot trickier, um, in that story. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I, I was, I was, I watched it before, I think a year ago, and then I was watching it again and I really like got the the theme that it was a lot of it was like just about like sin and like what um like people's carnal nature turns them into uh -huh. i sort of i sort of saw like well i don't think it's a coincidence that it's set in las vegas and las vegas <laughs> is known as sin city exactly uh, and by the way i loved i loved the song at the beginning viva las viva vegas, las vegas. That was I, it was so good so fitting such a good choice everything that's going on in the middle of it it was great yeah yeah, but I I noticed that like people's downfall ended up being um them committing one of the seven deadly sins. Oh yeah. And I I just kept noticing it. Um like uh like even even the start of it, the only the only two, well, not the only two, but just the start of the movie, um the the apocalypse happens because of sloth because the soldiers are not caring about what they're carrying or, mm -hmm. or transporting and, and not paying attention. And, or, yeah, and they don't know, and they don't really like see like the the weight of what they're carrying, and then uh -huh. lust, obviously, because uh, this newlywed couple uh, starts getting freaky in the front seat uh -huh. of the car, not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, what are what are your thoughts on that? What are some interesting things that you noticed about that? Well, and that you know, what you mentioned the those two um, deadly sins that you one could even uh, add a third one with greed and how the military oh, yeah. is experimenting on this soldier that has had something happen to them 
And yeah. even though they know the extreme danger of it, because when the soldiers call in and say that the compartment is open, the person on the other line freaks out and tells them they need to get out of there because they know how dangerous it is. But despite that, they are still experimenting and exploring and most likely trying to figure out how to control this person and turn it into a soldier, which then even after everything devolves into chaos, their mm -hmm. their main goal is how can we still profit off this by not not losing our investment and being able to, at the expense of many, many lives, still be able to achieve our goals of super zombie soldiers that we have total control over. And the only purpose of that in the end is probably world domination. So that, that yeah. lust for power, that lust for greed. Um, well, I, I also think that's wrath too, is, is world domination as well. Like, Oh, absolutely. Um, like, cause, cause this wouldn't have happened if um, these, if the government and, um, if the government didn't want to harness this power for uh -huh. taking over the world, you know, and then, oh, yeah. and then that was, that was, um, I can't remember his name, but the guy that put the, the guy that, uh, basically gave them the job to go into Las Vegas. Um, yeah. The casino owner. Yeah. Yeah. He, you later on find out that it wasn't about the money after, after his guy takes off the, the zombie queen's head, um, yeah. that, that the head is worth way more money than what's in the vault you know exactly that the money yeah. was the money was the hook to get people to go in but there was yeah. another mission underlying and and um let, let's talk about wrath for a minute uh let's just go down the list um i thought it was interesting the little bit of uh of humanitarianism uh -huh. um where they're keeping people that just got out of the city in these camps because they're they're worried about about them spreading the zombie virus to other people, mm -hmm. um, and then they're they're literally talking about just killing them, just straight up um, bombing them. Oh yeah, and yeah, and I I just thought that was that was really interesting, and um, of course like they mentioned that the guards they could just say you were one degree off and they could kill you and without even batting an eye. Oh yeah, and I I just thought that was that was fascinating, like what what people are willing to do when they're in danger, and how much wrath uh is a contributing factor in that well and it's it's sad and amazing that it all it takes is a, a crisis to bring the very worst people out of the woodwork <laughs> to take advantage yeah. of it like the soldiers who you know yeah. threaten these people especially the women that it, all they all they need to say is oh you were off by one degree so to keep yeah. me from doing that you need to give me you know grant me favors and so you get horrible people coming out of the woodwork to take advantage of the situation for their own profit and and their own pleasure and then all the other people that are you know quote unquote the good people are willing to turn a blind eye to it as long as they feel like they are safe so they're willing to turn their yeah. face away from the suffering of other people um that has been created from this situation but as long as they are the ones that feel safe and we yeah. we see that in the world today i mean in yeah. the case of you know the war in, in ukraine and and stuff like that there are horrible things happening over there and there are a lot of people that are willing to just pretend that it's not happening because it's not happening to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, th we even we even saw a ton of wrath just by like wanting to hurt other humans, especially from the the head of security of the casino owner. Mm -hmm. um, like, it's not even it's not even just like wrath by dissociating from what's going on. It's it's wrath by actually wanting to harm people for your own um profit or your own um um self-interest he fully intends for them to all die yeah. he does not intend on any of them 
making it out alive, and he admits it as much when he locks them down in the vault, and he even, even plans on killing the pilot. He's not even going to keep the pilot alive. He's going to kill her and fly himself out, and he is completely okay with that. He has no problem with it. Yeah, and and even before they find out what his, what his deal is, there's, like, the other people are talking about killing him because they, they can sense oh, yeah. that this guy isn't here for the same reason, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's just and they're they're willing to drop him before he even does anything. Yeah, and and no one trusts each other because everyone is out for each other's heads essentially, and I think that's that sort of becomes their downfall. Honestly, you you look at the reason why they even came in the first place. For yeah. nearly all of them, it is for money. Now, obviously, yeah. some have ulterior motives. I know the the main character played by uh, Dave Bautista, he wants to use this as an opportunity to give his daughter a better life with the money he makes. And and one could argue that uh, Dieter, the safe cracker, he's doing it because this is the, the safe that he has been looking for to, to officially break. But none of them is not taking the money. The only person who isn't taking the money is the daughter, and she's only going because her friend is in there, and she's going to look for her. Everybody else is there yeah. for the money, and if it if they're not offered the right amount, then they're not willing to go. But as soon as they get that right amount given to them, then they're willing to risk not only their lives, but everybody else's life for a little bit of money. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I even think that, um, some of them are going in for just to like kill the zombies. Like that one guy, he, he said, who do I got to oh, kill? Oh, the YouTuber guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, he just wanted to go in obviously for the money, but as well as like, yeah, I'll go kill mm-hmm. more zombies, you know? And it's, it's, yeah. it's really fascinating. I will, uh, envy and greed are next, but I, I did want to touch on a little bit, like why the president decided to send the bomb early as well. It, like they're just jonesing to to send the bomb early yeah. no matter no matter who it hurts you know and and even the guy on the on the news was like was like good like he's he's doing what he needs to do um yeah for, for like the 4th of July celebration like i i just thought that was that was interesting and of course they don't know that people are in there you know but yeah. i don't even think well, they would care we don't think they know yeah um, yeah exactly and it's interesting because they're originally going to to do the bomb on the 4th of July so the crew goes in there thinking, oh, we've got plenty of time, we've got a whole day. And then once they're in there, then suddenly they decide, oh, doing it on 4th of July would be in bad taste, so we're going to move it up 24 hours. Yeah. And you can't help but wonder if that was all planned, because obviously the team wouldn't have gone in if they had known they would only have a few hours to do it. So they get them in there, they get them committed, and if the military knows that they're going in there to get this head of the queen and use it for their to further their military project, I have a hard time believing that the president doesn't know. And you yeah. can't help but wonder if they planned on always planned on moving that up because they knew that once this, you know, head of security guy got out of there leaving everyone behind, that they couldn't trust on the rest of the crew not surviving as well. So they figured once he's clear, let's drop the nuke, let's just kill them all, and then we can cover our tracks, and no one will be the wiser. Yeah. Yeah, that, I didn't think about that, but that's really interesting. That Just just a theory, yeah. maybe not, but it, it but just that, seems that very sense. convenient yeah. that they um, would move it up like that just randomly. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. That is, that is very Especially convenient. Especially on such short notice. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Little, little too convenient for me, in my, in yeah. my opinion. But maybe I'm thinking too much into it. Once I uh, no, no, finished good. the movie, I went on YouTube and watched a couple of videos where they talked about all the Easter eggs, all the little things and story elements yeah. and theories. And it was, it was fascinating. There's some people that have really come up with some incredible 
thoughts about what this whole movie even means. It's become quite the cultural phenomenon. Yeah, that that is really interesting. Um, wow, I didn't think about that. But um, yeah, I I want to touch on as well um, the the envy and greed aspect of why people are going in because because some people are going in uh, for the sake of envy. Um, I suppose for like wanting a better life, um, and being, mm-hmm. being jealous of other people that have a better life. And then some people are just going in for greed because they just want the money. They want more money. And, um, and the part that really frustrated me was these zombies are coming, uh, into the building. And then the, um, the guy that gets out with all the money and then the safe cracker, they, they turn around and they're like, uh, let's go back for the money. Let's go back for more money. And then that ends up uh-huh. um, hurting them. I'm like, wh- why? Like you have duffel bags of money, like uh-huh. already, like, let's go, let's get out of there. But it, it was, it was wild to me that they just, they couldn't. Well, yeah. It, it blinds you. It, it makes you unable to see reason. I mean, it, not only is going back for more money going to be, you know, cost you in time is it's going to slow you down as you run away too. And it's not going to do you any good if you don't make it out alive, which neither one of them, you know, one of them technically did, but he's not really going to enjoy it for very long. And so (laughs) fat, fat lot of good that did you to go back and get more money. Um, And so, yeah, but, but in the moment you get blinded to that, you just, you, that greed takes over when you see how much you could potentially have. I, I'm just thinking like, if I saw that much money, I would be taking as much as I can, you know, like it. There's no question. Like, oh, if, yeah. I, if I saw that much, but like, I, I wonder if if I was in immediate danger, if I would decide to go back and get more. You know, if I just like mm-hmm. decided I could use a little more, a few more stacks. You know, I uh-huh. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, well, and we all have this little bit in our brain that helps us decide whether a situation is too dangerous or not. Yeah, and exactly. It's funny how money messes with that. Uh-huh. And so we it, it tends to shift the needle over a little bit to where we don't consider our the danger of our circumstances as heavily as we would if money wasn't part of the equation. Yeah, well I mean even like the helicopter pilot uh, she, they just offered her 2 million. She was like, yeah, I'm in. doesn't matter. You don't have to tell me what's going yeah. on. Like I got <laughs> Without it. Without knowing just how little they were actually getting compared to the original people. I also thought that was oh, yeah. funny that the, the first people that were approached were offered a certain amount. And then each person that they recruited, they offered less and less yeah. and less. <laughs> yeah. So that they, it's not like they, it's not like oceans 11 where they're just splitting it all even for everyone. Uh-huh. It's, you know, every, the people recruiting the other people want to keep more for themselves. So they offer less. Yeah. And so it's incredible to see what these people are willing to do for how little they're actually getting. Exactly. Well, like, uh, in the in the grand scheme of how much money there is, I mean, um, 25K, which is, I think, the, the amount that they offered the last guy they went to, is uh-huh. barely anything compared to the millions that were in that safe. But, oh, yeah, for sure. But the minute the minute there's, like, millions and, like, 25K, I would take 25K right now, and it would change my life drastically, right? Oh, yeah. But, like, if... But I would rather get 2 million than 25K. I'd rather get oh, 500 yeah. million than 2 million, you know? And it's just like, once there's more money involved, all of a sudden there's uh-huh. that thing that happens in our brain and we're like, oh, well, I want the more money, obviously, you know? Uh-huh. It's, yeah, I thought that was really interesting as well. Um, I I thought the safe cracker was interesting because he, he seemed to care more about cracking the safe than 
about the money. But then once he saw the money, oh, yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, I get a cut. You yeah. Know? Um, he He's quite yeah. the anomaly compared to the rest of the group. Yeah. And um, you'll, you'll see if you uh, watch the prequel that came out, The Army of Thieves, it does a very good job of explaining why someone like him who has no business going into that place would be so motivated for that particular safe and it does it does a good job of of laying out that groundwork so that when they approach him he you know obviously they offer him money but that is not why he's doing it he's doing it to go in for the safe yeah to to be able to go and crack the safe yeah it's that's that's another thing that's very interesting i don't know if you could equate that with greed and more maybe pride because he's in it to be able to accomplish something that he has always wanted to do and he's willing to exactly. risk life and limb, but he's not going to get necessary. He's going to get the self-satisfaction out of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I would almost argue that that more has to do with, you know, personal pride than yeah. greed, but the effect is the same. He is, yeah. he's putting himself in a position where it doesn't really matter if he did crack the safe because nobody's going to know about it. And now he's no longer around. I just thought it was his motive was very, very intriguing because mm-hmm. um, it's more everyone, complex. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, like the safe, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think it's interesting the difference between envy and greed in this situation because obviously, like the main guy wanted the money, obviously for himself, so that he could live a better life. But he also wanted his daughter to live yeah. a better life. I think there, there's, there's a, there's a fine line in between having the money that you need and having the money that you want, obviously like, um, because I mean, they're going, he's going in so that they can have the money that they need to live like a comfortable life. But, but then he sort of gives in to the idea of having more money, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, even when things are at its worst, his daughter has wandered off and he needs to go and find her. He still brings the money with him. The the money is still on the helicopter. Whereas I think some people are sitting there thinking, "Dude, just drop it. You go go get your daughter and get out of there. It's not worth it anymore." But again, and I know that the story del- tries to touch on the guilt he feels because he was forced to kill the mother when she was bitten, and so he he feels that guilt and he feels like somehow money is going to fix that with the daughter. Um, which yeah. you know, obviously we know that that is not really true. And the fact that that guilt drove him to not be in his daughter's life growing up, that is what needed to be fixed. The money was not something that was, he, he could, it's not a problem you can fix by throwing money at it. And yeah. so that, that's why they had so much, so many challenges in the, throughout the movie is because he's trying to fix this problem the wrong way. And she's, um, she's not responding the right way. And he, yeah. he takes it right up to the end. Literally, as he is dying, he hands her a wad of cash. And obviously, it doesn't mean the same thing um, to her because she sees that he truly, you know, it has been trying to repair their relationship and she's willing to forgive him. But it, it went on much longer than it needed to. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that his daughter was the only one that wasn't there for selfish reasons. And um, she was she was there to help the, the fam, the mom. Mm-hmm. that had kids and she was the only one and she didn't, she didn't care about the money. She didn't care about anything. She was the only one that made it out truly alive. Uh-huh. Um, and with money, yes. you know, I thought, I thought that was fascinating that, uh, the one without the sin 
was the one that got the reward in the end. Uh huh. The one that was already there doing humanitarian work and helping those in need, not even trying trying to talk people out of going in to get money yeah. because that's the their guide that they hired. That was her job was to guide people in to rob the casinos and get money to go make a better life for themselves, and that's what the mother wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so, and this daughter was trying to convince her not to do it. And so then when she did go in, her whole goal, her whole mission was, I'll, I'll go with you because I need, we need to be part of a group, but my mission is to look for this woman. And when she realized when they're in the casino, getting the money, when she realized that she was losing her opportunity, she left them, she left the money, she left all of them. And she went off to go look for the mother because she never lost sight of what her real goal was was to save this yeah. this mother and and to take him back to her children yeah i just i noticed that at the very end that she reaped the rewards because she wasn't selfish essentially um i, I think it's a good uh type of of how life is sometimes yeah yeah for sure um i want to talk about pride a little bit because i noticed like obviously there's a safe cracker and stuff but i noticed that there was a lot of um people being overconfident in their abilities or even like their, their non abilities, you Uh know, like, um, like Dieter, he kills one zombie and he's now he's all of a sudden like, Oh yeah, you guys were were talking crap about me, but I just killed a zombie. Yeah. I got this now. Yeah. And, and then, um, and even, even other people, they were like, they were like putting Dieter down because, you know, he wasn't as capable as they were about, about killing, but, in the end, they wouldn't have gotten the safe open if it wasn't for him. Yeah, and and I just I just thought that that was interesting, and there was a lot of talk of like people talking about being more important than another person with the pilot, and like trying to like have this hierarchy of like who is more important. Uh-huh. My abilities are more important than yours. I just thought that was fascinating. Oh yeah, they're they're creating this this priority list of okay, if somebody has to die, who's going to go first? Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. they play it for laughs, um, where Dieter is is asking all sorts of questions, but in reality, he's asking good, legitimate questions of wait a minute, so you say we're going to go do this and this and that, and it's going to be that easy? Wait a minute, how is that even going to happen? And so, but yeah. they they want to make fun of it. They want to you know put him down for it. But he he kind of had his head on straight talking about how crazy it is, and then you get the the YouTubers that show up and they're there for increasing views and to kill zombies and um, well, they're taking they... selfies and stuff, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're not taking yeah. this serious at all because they have not spent any time in any real danger. They've they've always been on the outskirts where they know they're always been safe. And they, they have increased their confidence without actually proving themselves. And then there's that moment with uh, the guard that they drag in later on um, it's for, for a sacrifice. The, the girl uh-huh. that knows the inner workings of the city yeah. brings him in so that he can be a sacrifice, which I yeah. thought was brilliant. Oh, uh, yeah. Very satisfying but, to watch but like, that. Yeah. But he he was, like, super cocky about, like, his abilities of, like, being in there for... Uh-huh you know, whatever reason. And, and he picks up the saw. He's like, yeah, this is mine. And the other guy goes up to him like, no, that's not yours. And <laughs> I just, I just thought like people had this like pride for no reason, you uh-huh. know, or even if they had a reason, like other people were, had abilities in different things and everyone was useful in the heist. So it wasn't, you know, I just thought pride was an interesting thing in the whole situation. 
Yeah, well, going back to this this you know guard that ended up being the sacrifice, he he achieved that confidence by taking advantage of those who were weak weak around him, and he was always yeah. in a safe place. He was always in control, and so it it inflated his ego to a point where he couldn't even see that he there was no reason why they would bring him, and he never questioned for once that there might be an ulterior motive to it. And so he, he continues to, to peacock in front of everyone right up until she shoots him and offers him as a sacrifice. <laughs> and that's when he realizes that this was that his own arrogance got him to that point. Yeah. And when, when you, when you get so comfortable, like where, where nothing bad really happens to you and like, you're, you're always like in an okay place and like you, you always seem to win, you know, mm-hmm. then like then whenever something really bad happens to you you it humbles you a lot like yes. and and i feel like a lot of them were obviously humbled because they were so cocky in their abilities that it ultimately got the best of them oh yeah um, well none of them knew yeah. that the zombies in the center were so intelligent and fast and strong yeah. They were led to believe that they were like the zombies they had seen on TV. They were slow moving and very easy to kill. And so they did not go in prepared for what they ultimately ended up facing. And it ended up being, you know, they're leading to their demise because they did not prepare for what they had in front of them. Even though the girl that they hired as a guide tried to warn them that this Mm -hmm. is things are not like how you've been shown. I've, I've been in there. I know what it's like and what these zombies are like. And they still didn't take her seriously and yeah. it ended up costing them. Yeah. And like it would, and that might be another governmental thing. Like they're trying to hide that these zombies are uh, intelligent. Oh yeah. You know? They're trying to hide the fact that um, these zombies are intelligent so they can get away with killing intelligence, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, yeah, it's fascinating. Well, they never uh, get anyone to agree to nuke them if they were able to show that they had intelligence and, and sentience, yeah. and so they had to hide that part and then blow up to hide their mistake, but still retain that ability to do it all over again. Uh, I want to talk about the zombies in a little bit, but I just wanted to touch on uh, the the guard and then the, the head of security, like, flirting with all the women, <laughs> and then I'm like, I, I, just, I just thought that was so stupid, like... Why, like, why are you thinking about sex when you're in this, you know, Especially life or death situation? In a situation like that. Well, the guard, like, he loses his edge so quickly when when the guide comes up to him and is like start starts flirting with him, and then just shoots him in the leg. He's uh-huh. like, "Why would you shoot me?" And it's like, "Bro, you are you are in such a dangerous situation." Like, yeah, it, it's just I I feel like, um, obviously. Lust is such a strong sin that completely clouds people's minds into what is actually going on. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. There wasn't a lot of it, but there was there was some that I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and where, where it was placed was, was interesting as well. A lot of commentary on, on those two characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it, it seemed like the guy, the head of security, didn't really care about anyone anyway. Oh, that no. he was just he was just used to doing that stuff, so he just did it, and Didn't it caused people to not like him. Alive yeah. or zombie or anything, he as long as he made it out, he was willing to sacrifice everyone else. Everyone else was just a means to an end for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so gluttony, there wasn't a lot aside from the zombies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I but I thought it was interesting that 
um, Dave Bautista's character kept talking about what restaurant he's going to open. And even on his deathbed, he was, he was talking about like lobster rolls and like thinking about food. Um, yeah. which I thought was, it wasn't really like a downfall sin in this uh-huh. particular instance, but I just thought it was interesting how like, like gluttony is such a strong emotion that even while you're dying, you can think about, you can think about food and like your favorite kind of food. Like everyone loves a goddamn lobster roll, you know? Yeah. Well, and he went, uh, he went from a, uh, you know, elite military soldier and having this traumatic experience to being a cook in that. That's what he devolves into is, is this cook. And even at the option of redemption, he doesn't want to go back to that life. He just wants to have a slightly more elevated life of owning a kitchen. And yeah, that's, that's interesting. I've never really considered yeah. that. Yeah. Well, like I, I think. I think the harder, like, sometimes the harder lives people have, they either go, like, either direction. They either go, they either want to have, like, a really um, nice, lavish life, or they just want to have, like, a comfortable life. Like, they just, they're okay with either of those things, you know, yeah. which I, I thought was interesting, because he's been through a lot of stuff, and then um, all he wanted was to just, like, settle down, have a nice food truck. And, I think he yeah. uh, chose that life after, you know, being a, a cook in a, you know, unknown, you know, gas station or restaurant or wherever it was. He, I think he was doing that as a way to punish himself because of the guilt he felt. Um, first over killing his yeah. life and then abandoning his daughter. And so even though he had the skills and the ability to, you know, go work for someone else, stay in the military, become private security and, and make a good life for himself, he chooses to, you know, make probably minimum wage as a cook as a, I, I think a way to, to punish himself because he doesn't feel worthy of anything else. And even he doesn't intend on keeping any of the money that he gets. He intends on keeping just enough to, to survive and to have his little food truck, but he intends on giving the rest to his daughter as a, as an act of, of repentance and penance for, for what yeah. he feels like the sin he committed. Okay. Let's talk about the zombies a little bit because <laughs> that I thought it was interesting um, that the guide uh, everyone was trying to like screw each other over, and then the guide um, mentions to the head of security uh, that like the zombies are better than us because at least they don't try to screw each other over. <laughs> I just thought that was like an interesting mindset, but I I do they were they were sort of like a hive mind, like they sort of did whatever the zombie king, whatever the original host told yeah. them to do, and and so it's hard to screw each other over when like you're in a hive mind and it and it's just all one being well yeah you know well because you had two different kinds of zombies you had the regular zombies that are the slow lumbering ones which is what they thought there all was and then you had the the elite zombies the ones that were directly bitten by the alpha and they were the ones who were intelligent they moved they worked together as a team they had this community and they yes they were all 100 percent obedient and you know ruthless and they saw this you know alpha as their leader that they obeyed completely and so yeah you didn't have infighting or or anybody trying to screw each other over a great deal because they had very few priorities nobody was interested in power or money they were surrounded by money they mm-hmm. were just interested in survival and in building this community and i think that's what yeah. led to them being so difficult to fight is because they had no ulterior motives they were there for yeah. survival and anything else was just they a were, threat. Yeah, and they were there for like each other. Like the minute the the queen got killed or got her head chopped off, like it was 
it was all about, oh, we got to protect our own yeah. now. Like, it's, were, it's us versus them. They were going to allow them to go and take the money. They they were able mm-hmm. to make it all the way to the vault. They didn't care. They were just going to be like, you know what? Leave us alone. We'll let you in on this turf, but then you leave. And then as soon as they encroached on them and attacked one of their own, that's when everything changed. And mm-hmm. that that's when everything, you know, the, the everything hit the fan. Yeah. Um, And then you find out that uh, zombies can get pregnant, I guess. <laughs> that was um... uh, definitely different. <laughs> Yeah, I I was I was very that was insane to me. Like yeah. cuz they're they're supposed to be dead. I I thought it was interesting cuz cuz you can see him mourning, you can see the king mourning over uh his his dead wife and his unborn child, you know. Oh yeah. And it was it was fascinating. I thought that was a really interesting touch. Well, it. and it enraged the rest of the group as well. They all felt like they were one big family and so when the queen is hurt and when the the fetus dies, they all take it as per, you know personally to themselves, and that makes them that much more unstoppable. Yeah. And so that it goes back yeah. to the whole community um, aspect and how they had created such a strong bond. And you just you don't see anything like that amongst regular humans. I mean, you you can get a community of people who care about each other, but if something bad happens to someone, generally people are not going to band together and behave the way the the zombies did in you know seeking justice um you yeah know, you, you don't see that as as general as easily as with humans and so that, that kind of draws the line between the zombies and the humans yeah and i also like the juxtaposition of um when the guy was like um we're not in america anymore uh haven't you noticed uh after being told it's a free country they can say whatever they want and then Dave Bautista's character was like, wouldn't it not being America make it an even more freer country? Uh-huh. Exactly. I, I, I thought, thought, that, I was thought very, that was a, that was a fun line. Yeah. Poignant line. I was like, huh? Yeah. He's, he's actually not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, they, it's the wild West out here in Vegas now. So we can kind of do whatever we want now. Um, but I, I just thought it was, I just thought it was really cool how like when people were like, Las Vegas is known as Sin City, and then when people were um, overtaken by the sin, that's when they turned into zombies, and that's when they um, became their carnal nature as a zombie. Oh, um, yeah. I just, I just loved that that juxtaposition and that um, that message that the whole movie basically had. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, that is actually really good, and you you have to give it props to the people who wrote the story and the script because mm-hmm. it's like okay, you you obviously knew what you were doing. You mm-hmm. put that in there for a reason, and that's the the mm-hmm. coolest thing about this movie, the way it was made through Netflix, is the director Zack Snyder was given complete and total creative freedom to make yeah. the movie the way he wanted to. There was no interference with studio executives or other people. Nobody was trying to to you know inject their different ideas into his story. And it gave him the freedom to tell this this quite complex story, whereas it very easily could have devolved into another cookie-cutter zombie movie missing all of these interesting, you know, things, these elements. And we wouldn't be talking about it the way we are. And it's, it's yeah. impressive that they were able to, to pull that off, especially in today's day and age where a lot of really, potentially really good movies get ruined by interference. And you really need to leave the storytelling up to the storytellers. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, as an, as an actor and a director, I mean, it's, there's nothing worse than someone 
that just wants money and wants like money grabs and that that definitely just interferes with the art of it which mm-hmm. kind of goes into what we're talking about this entire time is like greed interferes with humanity like all this stuff that um people uh that a lot of people with greed and with with um and pride and all that stuff affects art and humanity in a negative way well and it, yeah it, it short circuits what you're trying to accomplish just like the group goes in there so focused on greed that it leads to their downfall you get these people that are so focused on making a profit off these movies that they you know try to take over control of things and then it ends up doing terrible and mm-hmm. they end up losing money and so they sh- they shot themselves in the foot where if they had just left it alone and let the people who know what they're doing do what they do best they would mm-hmm. all everybody would have gotten what they wanted yeah yeah, I agree. Um, oh, I forgot about that scene when they're trying to get out of the casino and the guy's dying and money is falling on him. I thought, like, speaking of, like, directing, like, that is such a cool, specific direction of just, he's getting eaten alive and then the oh, money yeah. is is falling on top falling of him. On I him. just love that. I mean, it's I completely worthless now. Yes, I, yeah. I remember having that same thought when I saw it. I was like, wow. And, and the look on his face, that resignation of you know, where he is now and how meaningless it all is now. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I thought that was, that was fantastic. I, I have to yeah. ask though, did you notice the robot zombies? No, I did not. <laughs> You'll have to go back and watch, especially when they're being chased in the, the um, casino. There are a couple of spots where they'll shoot a zombie and very quickly it looks like it's got a robot face on it. And oh, really? that makes you wonder if some of those zombies are not, real people and so yeah there's a there's a lot of theories revolving around that so yeah you'll have to go back and check out there's a lot of theories that at least some of the zombies are put have been put there either by the military for observation or if this you know whatever caused the virus is um is alien in origin um that the aliens are there because you do see those two flashing lights at the very beginning of the movie that suggests that that there are maybe someone else observing the, the proceedings so it's, this movie's got a lot of layers to it that that is so cool like at first glance you just think oh another zombie movie exactly but that, is, that is fascinating and like and they even the two soldiers at the beginning even mention that they're carrying an alien uh-huh as sort of a foreshadowing yeah wow yeah. and I'm, I'm very intrigued because they they are in the middle of filming a sequel it's going to be called planet of the oh. dead and so the the director has teased that there are a lot of questions that he left open in the movie that are going to have answers. Um, nice. Whether it's the robot zombies or there's that scene with the the one black guy that talks about time loops and how maybe they're in a time loop just repeating the same uh-huh. thing. I mean, they find a, a you know blueprints and they find previous people that, that look very much similar to like them. And the director says he's got a lot of big surprises coming down the road. So this this story is not completed yet. There's there's more coming. Wow, and I feel yeah, I'm very I, excited. I really like Zack Snyder. I, I think he's a good director. He does a has good a lot job. Of good, cool ideas. Yeah. Let, let's talk about the guy that eventually escapes, but then you find out he gets bit anyway, uh-huh. and he's going into he's going into Mexico. I yeah I at the end it never re- like all that money all that you know everything didn't didn't even matter like uh-huh. you just said before. Um, you know it was all for nothing. Well, and it just made situations worse. I've always you know? wondered, did he? at what point did he know that he was bitten? We know that he's on the plane. 
and he pulls up his shirt and that's when we see that he's bitten but is that truly the moment when he knew he was bitten or did yeah. he know earlier on and just kind of you know went into denial and that's why he continued to leave the quarantine zone and you know lead lead himself to greater risk because now he's in you know the most you know going into the one of the, the most populated cities in the world and yeah he is very rapidly turning into and we're assuming he was bit by the alpha and so now he is going to become an alpha zombie and kind of continue that whole thing and yeah the money yeah. is useless it, it bought him a plane ride and that is about it yeah bought him a glass of champagne with some flight attendants you yep. know well like i yeah well you, you can see you can tell that he's getting sicker uh-huh. and so yeah well i mean there's it, it's so it's so interesting like how many times you know people get sick and then and then they're in denial that they're sick until until they're actually really sick uh-huh. and they they keep doing things that make it worse and keep you know infecting other people and and making other people and like going to work and things like that and getting worse and not resting and then they're even more sick now because you know it's that denial of like oh i'm fine Uh you know yeah we didn't talk about it i I work as a laboratory tech in a hospital and i see so many people same people come in with the same problems and they're told what they need to do to fix it and they won't do it and pretty soon they are right back in the same position and you know, in a sense, they're not, you know, they're not infecting anyone. Um, usually it's their, their own health, but they are impacting the people around them because the people around them have to take care of them. They have to drive them to the hospital. They have to, you know, give them their medications. And so it's it's not just a, well, it only affects me. It's like, no, this, this affects everyone, but you are in such denial about what needs to happen that you are just mm-hmm. making it worse for yourself and for everyone. Yeah. And that's, that's ultimately what he did. He, uh, He'd had a really bad day, and he just didn't really care of the consequences of what he was doing until it was too late. And yeah, and even well, I mean, then, he had all that money. Yeah, well, and even when he did realize he was bitten, it's not like he goes to the pilot and tells him not to land. He doesn't tell them what's going on. He just, we assume, he just continues to allow the plane to land, even though he knows what's going to happen. He's He just stops caring completely. Yeah. Yep. And unfor- like and that's I think that's a that's a pride thing. That's a selfish thing to mm-hmm. not realize or care about what how this is gonna affect other people, you know. Yeah. Dang. And this this movie is so good. Like I didn't realize I liked it the first time I watched it, but then the second time I realized there's so many like layers uh-huh. to this movie. It's really cool. A lot of layers, a lot of moving parts, a lot to pick apart, and I'm sure they'll the more times people watch it, the more they will they will get more out of it. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, one last thing. I just want to talk about how cool the tiger was. Uh, <laughs> that tiger was so cool. Oh, I, I when the trailer came out, that was one thing people were talking about. I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. there's a zombie tiger. We have never seen that before, and that is so <laughs> freaking cool. And it, got yeah. its, it, and it wasn't just like you know eye candy. It got its moment to shine. And yeah. that, that scene where it takes out the head of security <sighs> was just the coolest, most satisfying. Was... You're just like, oh, that was good. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I, I wondered what his beef was with a zombie tiger. Like, he didn't care about, he didn't care about the humans that were uh-huh. zombies, but he was like, that's an atrocity that yeah. there's this tiger. That's a... <laughs> I'm like, who are you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that tiger was so cool. I thought the horse was cool. I thought, I thought the fight scenes with like the, the alpha zombie were super cool because oh, he was yeah. just insanely strong. 
Well, and and so was the tiger. It's amazing because you know t- they very much show that you know zombies can only really be killed by being shot in the head. And the freaking Alpha made a helmet for himself. Yeah. He knew that, and he created armor to protect himself. That was the only part of his body that was protected. And mm-hmm. a lot of people took shots at him and tried to get him in the head. And he would just he would just take it. And, you know, the, the shots of the bullets would just ring off his helmet, and he would just look at them and just like, I know I've got yeah. you. And that was, yeah. that was very, very cool and clever to put that in there. Of, oh, my gosh, he knows how to protect himself and I, I thought that was very very cool yeah yeah a lot of cool moments in this in this movie definitely all right well do you have anything else you would like to talk about or you'd like to say i think i covered everything i think we covered everything very thoroughly that was it was it was a good show yeah really good all right well uh we will be back after a short musical interlude with a moral dilemma see you soon are back all right john here's your moral dilemma all right um so what amount of money would you have to be offered in order to go into a zombie infested city oh man there's a lot of factors to consider there i mean if we were Uh talking about this same situation where i knew what i was going up against and obviously this you know the crew that went in they did not know what they were going up against if i knew what we were going up against I honestly don't think that any amount of money would be worth it. And part of that is because I have something to live for. You know, I have a family, I have children. And even though the coming out with that kind of money would change our life forever, it, me not coming out would also change their life forever in a way that I would never, ever want. And yeah. so that, that, that's something that I definitely have to take into account. You know, the, whenever you get people in real life doing crazy heroic things a lot of the times is because they don't they're living for themselves they don't have to worry about anyone else versus if if someone has someone they want to go back to then that that makes a difference so if it were that situation i i think i would just i'd be like the the friend of the uh youtuber that was when they were doing their little uh introduction he's just like you know what forget this i'm out this is crazy yeah i think that's who i would be once i realized what we were actually up against um, in, in another situation where maybe it was more like your traditional slow-moving zombies, I mean, gosh, if they were like the zombies in, in The Walking Dead, um, if I had a crew like that that I was going with, a very skilled, very capable, um, I, I think that, uh, you know, a good, you know, at least 10 million, preferably 100 million, I might at least consider it. <laughs> but, yeah. But it would have to be a situation of these are, you know, super easy you know targets to take care of they move slower than a a person in a walker and so you know you have to have that weight of you know cost versus you know what what you're going to get out of it so yeah yeah and a, a lot of them didn't really have anything to live for anymore you know um i mean the guy had his daughter but he felt like it was it was his like he ruined his relationship with his daughter that it was the money that was going to, you know, help at all. But yeah, it, it, it's definitely weighing what, well, like, and it also depends on the zombies, you know, like exactly. walking dead, 
Walking Dead, I'm in there, you know? Yeah. Like, give me, give me a good, give me, give me a good five mil and I'm in, you know? But like, um, but if, if it's Last of Us, if it's World War Z, I'm, oh, no way. I'm gonna have to need more money than that, you know? I'm gonna need quite as, and, and of course, like, if, if I, if I didn't have Alina and if I didn't have, you know, a family that I care about and love, that this would affect immensely oh, if yeah. I didn't come back. It makes a huge then, difference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you have, like, things to live for. And while, while, like you said, like, the money would help us significantly, it's, you know, it's not the most important thing. Well, and you, you know? bring up an interesting subject. You talked about how the, the main character played by Bautista, he was wanting to use the money to fix the problem with his daughter. If he had known that money wouldn't fix it and that there was a way to fix it without having to go in there to get the money, would he still have done it? That's, that's yeah, an and she even mentions that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I, I think if he had known that there would be a way to fix things with her without having to go in and get it, I, I think he would have been like, "Forget it, I'm not, I'm not doing that," because he has yeah. someone to live for out there, and I, that would have completely changed the story. But the fact that uh, he he was led to believe that money would fix things, that led him to make the choice that he did, and I think otherwise he would have made a different choice. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. All right, well. That was that. Um, thank you for being on this on this episode, John. That was a lot of fun. You bet. Thanks for having me. That was that was a lot of fun. I don't get to talk about movies in depth like this as much <laughs> as uh, I would like to, and so this was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, if you guys will uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Feed Don't Eat Your Brain, you can also follow us on Twitter at Zachy the Zombie. You can also email us at Feed Don't Eat Your Brain at Gmail And then uh, if you can follow Fortin Horseman on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Leave us a review, subscribe, and share this with your friends and enemies. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks again, John, for being on this episode. You bet. We'll see you. All right. See you guys.